Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 111 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. The show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite, and please leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big game out last week was the DLC Watch Dogs Legion Bloodline, and the games coming out this week include F1 2021, Streets of Rage 4 Mr. X Nightmare, Blaster Master 02, Bat Barian Testament of the Primordials, Within the Blade, Restless Night, and Wizard. Now into last week's biggest news stories, and we have five to cover this week. Number one, Deathloop's PS5 exclusivity to last, quote, at least, end quote, until September 2022. Heidi Nicholas at True Achievements writes, A new gameplay walkthrough for Deathloop dropped during Sony's State of Play presentation, mentioning that Deathloop will, quote, not be available on other consoles until at least, end quote, September 14th, 2022. The info comes from the tiny line of text at the end of the trailer, September 14th, 2022 would be exactly a year after Deathloop launched for PS5, so we could perhaps hope to see it arrive for Xbox soon after. Deathloop is Bethesda's upcoming action game set in a time loop on Black Reef Island. You play as Colt, who wants to end the loop, the only problem being that everybody else wants it to continue. As if being hunted by the island's inhabitants wasn't already enough, Colt will also be pursued by another elite assassin, Juliana, whose only aim is to make sure the loop keeps going. Colt will be tasked with learning about the island and its inhabitants to figure out how to end the loop, while also trying to outrun everyone else on the island so you know, no pressure. Deathloop launches for PS5 on September 14th and will be a PS5 exclusive until at least September 2022. An odd story to headline this week as this is an Xbox podcast and this is a PS5 exclusive for at least a year coming soon. However, this game looks awesome and now since it's a Bethesda game which is owned by Xbox, we're going to touch on it here and it's going to come to Game Pass. I can't wait, it looks great, the style of it, everything. I can't fake and pretend I'm an Arcane fan. But now since it's a year away, it gives me more time to go through and play some of the Dishonored games and pray. Number 2. Ubisoft is reportedly shaking up Assassin's Creed with new live service game. John Porter at The Verge writes, Ubisoft has officially confirmed the existence of a new Assassin's Creed game codenamed Infinity after a report from Bloomberg detailed the new online service-based game. While Ubisoft's announcement doesn't shed much light on what form the new game will take, Bloomberg reports that it will be an evolving online game similar to the likes of Fortnite or GTA Online. Infinity marks what is likely to be the biggest change in the franchise's history since its debut in 2007. Until now, Ubisoft has tended to release a new standalone Assassin's Creed game once every one or two years, each focused on a single location and time period. But according to Bloomberg, Infinity will feature multiple connected settings that may look and play differently, and this number may expand over time. The new game is reported years away from release. The title also marks a shift in how Ubisoft develops Assassin's Creed games. The company says while previous titles have generally been led alternatively by its teams in Montreal and Quebec City, the new game is being developed under a collaborative cross-studio structure between the two studios. Quote, rather than continuing to pass the baton from one game to game, we profoundly believe this is an opportunity for one of Ubisoft's most beloved franchises to evolve in a more integrated and collaborative manner that's less centered on studios and more focused on talent and leadership no matter where they are within Ubisoft, end quote, the company says. A very interesting approach and take on the Assassin's Creed franchise that was met with a lot of vitriol online. I understand the concern with everything trying to turn into a live service game, but I think there's an opportunity for this to be pretty cool. The only Assassin's Creed game I really played was Odyssey, and I loved my time with it. But the game is massive and huge and overwhelming, and I just couldn't finish it. 
I'd love Ubisoft to take this opportunity and make smaller games than they do now. Don't make me play 80 to 100 hours of a game, give me a nice 20 to 40 hour experience in a cool setting around the world and I'll gladly jump in. Number 2, Destiny 2 The Witch Queen reveal coming next month. Luke Albagees at True Achievements writes, Destiny 2's next expansion The Witch Queen is set to be revealed next month with a special Destiny 2 showcase event planned for August 24th. Bungie announced back in February that it had decided to delay The Witch Queen to early 2022, but it still seems like the team is ready to show its hand in regards to what the next chapter will hold. It makes sense, supposed leaks are already doing the round, so some official news on what the expansion will bring should be enough to keep fans involved. The August date also coincides with the start of the next Destiny 2 season, which will also bring crossplay, so it seems likely based on the timing that the events that unfold in Season 15 will directly lead up to whatever Bungie teases next for its major expansion. Destiny 2's last big expansion, Beyond Light, dropped in late 2020, bringing with it the first new element since the game's launch and some of its biggest and best play spaces. The in-game systems clearly look set up to allow for additional darkness-fueled subclasses beyond just stasis, but after the balancing nightmare the team had on its hands with that one, it'd be interesting to see how further elements or variations were handled. We'll find out next month that that's something that might be on the cards. I would say I'm a big Destiny 2 fan, but I certainly don't play the game consistently. I jump in from time to time on expansions, and I still can't believe myself that I haven't given it the time, because I've been so busy personally, to jump in, grind up, and replay the Vault of Glass raid. I'm certainly going to tune in for the showcase and hope they wow me and try to bring me back in. Number 4. Exclusive EA's DICE LA is changing its name to Ripple Effect Studios and developing an unannounced game. Cat Bailey at IGN writes, DICE LA is changing its name to Ripple Effect Studios, EA announced today, completing a rebranding that has been in the making for more than a year. It will be the new start for the former sports studio as it sets out to develop a yet-to-be-announced project that will follow Battlefield 2042. It will remain under the oversight of Respawn Entertainment founder and group GM Vin Sampella, with Christian Grass continuing in his role as general studio manager. Ripple Effect's new name, which was chosen following a team vote, is the latest in a long legacy of rebrands dating back to the late 90s. When EA first acquired DreamWorks Interactive, DICE LA was founded in the wake of the closure of Danger Close Games, which in turn was a rebranded version of EA Los Angeles. Since opening its doors in 2013, DICE LA has mainly provided support for its various iterations of Battlefield. At the moment, Ripple Effect is taking the lead on one of Battlefield 2042's new modes, which is set to be revealed at EA Play later this month. But behind the scenes, the studio is staffing up aggressively as it prepares to lead development on one of its own games. I think any story where EA is opening and rebranding a studio to make their own games is great versus them shutting down studios like Visceral. And being a huge Vincent Pella fan, I love him being tied to the studio and I cannot wait to see what we see out of them later down the line when they reveal this unannounced game. Number 5. Dark Souls 3 now playable at 60fps thanks to Xbox Series X and S FPS boost. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, From Software's Dark Souls 3 is the next game to get the Xbox FPS boost treatment, Xbox Series X and S owners can now play the action RPG at a buttery smooth 60fps. Microsoft confirmed the news last night with Xbox Director of Product Management, Jason Ronald explained that the team had to use, quote, a brand new technique, end quote, to get Dark Souls 3 running at 60fps using FPS boost. Unfortunately, Ronald did not elaborate on what the new technique actually was. The fine folks over at Digital Foundry got their hands on Dark Souls 3 running FPS boost early, saying it delivers, quote, Nyon flawless performance on Xbox Series consoles, end quote. However, the game never received any Xbox One X enhancements, meaning that Dark Souls 3 does still only run at its base 900p Xbox One resolution on the Series X and S. Just a cool story as I know there's so many Souls fans out there to see this game running better than ever. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and since we had a shorter show this week, we just talked about the FPS boost, 
I thought we'd run through the great, amazing long list of all the games that get FPS boost, which is just one of the coolest features being in the Xbox ecosystem. Here we go! Alien Isolation, Anthem, Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered, Assassin's Creed 3 Rogue Remastered, Assassin's Creed The Ezio Collection, Assassin's Creed Unity, Battle Chasers Night War, Battlefield 1, 4, Hardline, and 5, Beholder Complete Edition, Dark Souls 3, Dead Island Definitive Edition, Dead Island Riptide Definitive Edition, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, Dirt 4, Dishonored Death of the Outsider, and Dishonored Definitive Edition, Don't Starve Giant Edition, Dragon Age Inquisition, Dungeons Defenders 2, Dying Light, Fallout 4 and 76, Far Cry 4, 5, New Dawn and Primal, Gears of War 4, Golf with Your Friends, Halo Wars 2 and Halo Spartan Assault, Hollow Knight Void Heart Edition, Homefront The Revolution, Hyperscape, Island Saver, Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham, Lego Jurassic World, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 1 and 2, Lego Marvel's Adventures, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, Lego The Hobbit, Lego The Incredibles, and Lego Worlds, Life is Strange 1 and 2, Lords of the Fallen, Mad Max, Metro 2033 Redux, Metro Last Light Redux, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, Monster Energy Supercross 3, MotoGP 20, Moving Out, My Friend Pedro, My Time at Porsche, New Super Lucky's Tale, Overcooked 2, Paladins, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 1, 2, and Battle for Neighborville, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, Prey, Realm Royale, Recore, Sea of Solitude, Shadow of the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, Shadow Warrior 2, Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition, Smite, Sniper Elite 4, Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2, Steep, Super Lucky's Tale, Super Hot, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Special Edition, The Evil Within 2, The Gardens Between, The Lego Movie Video Game 1 and 2, Titanfall 1 and 2, Tom Clancy's The Division, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, Totally Reliable Delivery Service, Two Point Hospital, UFC 4, Unravel 2, Unruly Heroes, Untitled Goose Game, Wasteland 3, Watch Dogs 1 and 2, and Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. Phew, what a long list, but god does this make me want to go back and play some of these games knowing that they'll run better than ever on my Xbox Series X and LG OLED C1 television. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, and please leave a review. Give me feedback, let me know what your thoughts are on the show, or comment on any of the viable sources. And follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I've continued my journey through Mass Effect 2. I'm coming in on the last, let's say, 5-10 to 10 hours of the game, and I did play through the first 2 hours of the Sea of Thieves A Pirate Life expansion, and I absolutely loved it. I wish I could find more time to play with my friend and get in the game. My name is Brandon Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Rosa93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.